Welcome to That You May Grow Thereby, a work of the Northern Kentucky Church of Christ. We are located at 18 Scott Drive in Florence, Kentucky. Our phone number is 859-371-2095. You can also visit us at www.nkcofc.com. And now, that you may grow thereby. Thank you for listening to That You May Grow Thereby. My name is Greg Littmer, and I am one of the elders of the Northern Kentucky Church of Christ. And I'm Ross Oldenkamp. I'm an evangelist for the Northern Kentucky Church of Christ. Today we're going to talk a little bit more about the Sermon on the Mount, talking about being the salt of the earth and the light of the world. It's found in Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. Matthew five thirteen says, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. In these verses, Jesus very clearly addresses the need for God's people to be useful, useful in his service, and he talks of our responsibility to exercise our influence for good. There are at least four important characteristics that I can think of that relate to salt that I think could be mentioned. First is that salt suggests purity. To the Romans of that time, salt was the purest of all substances. Thus, the follower of Jesus was to be an example in purity. But secondly, salt preserves. It keeps things from corrupting. In the ancient world, it was the most common of preservatives. A follower of the Lord must preserve himself from corruption, as well as having a preserving effect upon those he comes into contact with. And three, and perhaps even more important, salt seasons. Being a follower of Christ is to life what salt is to food. Life without Christ has no flavor. Being a believer makes it palatable. It is the responsibility of the Christian to exercise that influence to good. And may we also mention that salt promotes thirst. A follower of Christ must live in such a way as to stimulate a thirst in others for Jesus. When salt loses its properties and ceases to perform its functions, then it's useless and should be cast out. A Christian who has ceased to perform his or her functions has become useless as well. And you know, if it's going to enhance flavor, the only way it can do that if it is if it comes into contact with what is needful. And so this is, I think, a great exhortation for us uh, to influence the world, not be... Not not sh- not be not shun the world or or be aloof or isolated from the world, but to but to as Jesus interact, allow ourselves to influence. Just like salt that is kept in the shaker does not serve to to season the food. 
so it also says you are the light of the world. Of course, never do we appreciate light so much as when we are in darkness, in complete darkness. Uh, in our last uh, episode, we talked about um, the poor in spirit, and we described the condition of absolute absolute destitution or poverty and uh, that describes the darkness that we are in if we're not in God. It's a complete pitch blackness where there is not just some light. Uh, the light. It's not that the light is not very good, but we are in absolute darkness. Ross, have you ever toured Mammoth Cave? I have not. Okay, well, being in Kentucky now sometime, you need to get down to Mammoth Cave. But in Mammoth Cave, and pretty much any major cave if you take a tour of it, at some point when you're deep inside of there and they're all standing around, they're going to turn the lights out to let you un- understand and appreciate just how dark, dark really can be. The interesting thing about it is if somebody turns on a flashlight or if somebody lights a match or strikes a, a lighter, all eyes of everybody in that group turn immediately to the light. And I think that that has something to do with what Jesus is telling us. In a world full of darkness, we have to be the ones to whom people look. What a great illustration that is, that sometimes we ask, well, I'm just one person, what can I do? Even as, even as one person with the light that you get from God, uh, you can make a huge difference and impact the, a world in darkness. I think it's uh, also interesting, uh, worthy of note, that Jesus pronounces this statement as a present tense reality and not something that they would become. He doesn't say, after you've followed me for so long and you've learned so much from me, you know, there's going to come a time where you are going to be salty. You are going to be the light. He pronounces them as the light of the world. You know well how many problems these people had. Even the disciples, they had a lot to learn. And yet still, Jesus says, he pronounces them, you are the light of the world. This was an invitation to shine. It wasn't a pat on the back talking about how wonderful they were or how worthy they were. This was an invitation to let God's light shine. There's something that Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, where he describes the treasure of God's word that we have and the privilege of having it within ourselves as earthen vessels of his, of his word. It says in 2 Corinthians 4 verse 6, For it is God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. That's really beautiful. And it fits us so perfectly well. You know, I, I was thinking a little bit about being light and being salty. Uh, these are not just privileges that we have. They are responsibilities that we assume when we render our obedience to the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. We need to be the salt of the earth. 
we said we would be when we became Christians. We need to be the light of the world. We need to be that which dispels darkness because we promised that we would be when we rendered our obedience to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's great. Um, you know, I think we've all probably had those lights um, in our hands, those flashlights that we got. We might have got them for free at the store. Uh, I've got some lights like that. And I, I, I just almost don't even want to allow them to take up the space in the drawer because they are so unreliable. And in order to get them to work, you have to beat on them sometimes. <laughs> so we have a choice here. As, uh, as Greg told us, we have this responsibility to shine. And we can choose to do that and we can make that our purpose so that God will be glorified or we can be the kind of person that in order to shine, we just have to be beat on all the time. <laughs> They're going to, you know, God can have it one of two ways uh, or either way, either way that you want. Joan, Jonah proves that God can use us any way that he wants. The choice is up to us. He will be glorified. Uh, he, he will be praised. Jonah took the rough path, uh, and God used him uh, as as he saw fit. So let's let's uh, let's offer ourselves willingly to reflect God's light and put it on that hill so that it can shine to to all who might see. Take the invitation to be the light of the world. Take the invitation to be the salt of the earth. And thank you for listening today.